to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks with uh, Blake Howard and Sophie Live. The geese are back. The geese are back. Oh, you're listening to Gaggle of Geeks here on to SER, the podcast edition, your weekly uh, geekly. Weekly geekly. Weekly geekly? Is that what we're going to call ourselves? <laughs> the weekly geekly. Your weekly geekly dose on to SER. <laughs> I'm Sophie Lai. And I'm Blake Howard. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things in pop culture that are good and geeky that's happened through the week. And we do have a shit list. Let's not forget that, Soph. And all things that are good and bad and <laughs> shit. <laughs> there is bad. But like, I think shit is worse than bad. Bad is, bad is just a byproduct, right? People are trying. They don't always succeed. Totally. And the thing is, people will always ba- behave badly, no matter what kind of cultural group you're part of. <laughs> you always have a bad egg in there. So Freaking bad eggs. And not, the good, eggs. And not the good bad eggs. Not the tiger eggs. Let's just talk. First up, we don't have any Taiko Watiti news. It's really sad, Blake. I know. There's no weekly Watiti. This is like six weeks into a podcast. Every single week we've had news. It's been amazing. And we've managed to get our fangirl and boy Taiko Watiti out. And this week it's just nothing. I'm a bit devastated. I actually think, I just remembered. Yeah. We're going to have to do some Googling on air again. But... I think we might actually have Tiger News this week. What? Because they were talking about all the Thor special features. Oh, <gasps> yes, because it is out. It uh, is out. It is out, the DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, I think it's out at the end. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's out in the next couple of weeks. There's a bit of a gap. You'll find a lot of companies are doing this now where they put the digital release out slightly before you get the D- DVD and Blu-ray, and that's to drive digital purchases. But um, we're going to get it very soon. Yes, but... If you want all the goodies, they are on the Blu-ray. The I Blu-ray. Think, I think, yeah, you've just got to be careful, right? Because on iTunes, just make sure you're buying the edition when you check it out that it has all the special features and stuff. Because on iTunes, you can still buy really rad ones. Like in Australia, you can get Logan Noir on iTunes, which is Ooh. the black and white Logan. Um, and it's like one of the only places you can get it in Oz. Whereas I think in UK and in the States, they came out on Blu-ray as well, like a separate Blu-ray. So, um, yeah, I, I just check it out. But there was a really good one about... Um, Thor's housemate, Daryl. Mm. It's like Daryl is now got another housemate, which just happens to be Jeff Goldblum's The Grandmaster. So just another outstanding entry into the, the sort of Taika Waititi version of the MCU, which is uh, always good. And there was another clip that they released of the Hulk eating noodles, live yes. noodles. <laughs> and also Korg. Mm-hmm. Talking about different battle cries, like wash the dishes, um, and Kate, and uh, Kate Blanchett coming in and slapping Chris Hemsworth in the face in a, in an outtake, which is really good. We did it. We found some tiger Yes, we found something. <laughs> yes. What a time to be alive when every week we can talk about tiger Watiti. It's good. It's it's always right with the world. Totally. But speaking of MCU. We've been rambling about this film for the past few weeks, and we'll keep rambling because it has pretty much broken box office records. Yeah, look, Black Panther. It's in the cultural zeitgeist at the moment. It's the movie that literally everyone in the world is talking about, and you can't go to any publication that's talking about anything remotely geeky or pop culture or anything 
um, that isn't talking about it because it has a companion album. It is an extremely successful film, extremely well reviewed. It kind of lives up. It's it's a movie that kind of you can't disconnect it from the hype, um, but in the best possible way. And you know, predictions of this was that it was going to be a one hundred and twenty million dollar opening in the states. Mm. It was $170 million in pre-sales just in the States alone. Pre-sales. Pre-sales. So before it even came out. Before it even came out, people had prepaid and pre-booked their tickets. And $210 bucks in only four days in the States. A total of $427 million globally. Yeah. That's half a billion, just in case you weren't aware yeah, of your math. close to half a billion. Half a billion bucks in a week. And, you know, we got a day earlier than the U.S., so, yeah. yeah. Massive. It's huge, and it just is keep. It's just going to keep growing. Yeah. So that's just opening week, and I know so many people have like, oh, I just had no time yet, so can't wait to, for the figures for second week to come in. I know. In. There's, and, look, I definitely want to get back. I've only caught it the once. I'm definitely catching it again. There's no doubt. Um, I want to take my lovely wife because I did the solo thing first up, but... Um, yeah, I'm super keen to see it again, and I think it's just awesome. And what's even more awesome is that, like, in its opening, like, days, it completely outgrows Justice League internationally, which um, is, <laughs> is good. It, it, it's, 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 you know, in, in pure quality terms, I think that's completely right. What a mess that one was. Now, speaking of Justice League, just quickly tangent, guys, if you're, if you're a in the geek world, um, and especially if you're uh, you're on socials quite a lot for geeky websites and stuff like that, you would have heard of a, a phenomenon called Honest Trailers. And there is an Honest Trailers for the Justice League. Now, Honest Trailers is usually that kind of very fun and clever way to eviscerate a movie after it is released, where they sort of do a trailer and take the mickey out of every single thing they can possibly take it out of. The Justice League one was disappointing because they actually, like, it felt soft. It felt like there were 20 million other things they should have been shitting on, but instead they didn't. And I was just like, come on, man. You could have done this. You could have eviscerated that. So, yeah, it was probably one of the rare ones. But, yeah, let's talk of nicer things, which is, like, Black Panther. Making a stack of money, influencing pop culture. Um, yeah, look, it, just just awesome. It's just growing and growing. And I love that now, like, when you see, like, people crying about, like... Oh, it wasn't that good. Oh, why do you even need, like, all these black superheroes for all of that stuff? I just love how, like, in the comments, people are just going, okay, then, colonizer. Okay, <laughs> in the great words of Shuri. That's good. All right, now, colonizer, pipe down now, colonizer. You <laughs> actually saw something. I saw there's two bits of social media responses this week that just perfectly encapsulate the whole thing. Mm. And number one is someone goes, you know, what, my only complaint with Black Panther yeah. is that I just realized that it's connected to all those other shitty Marvel movies. <laughs> and it was like the fact that it's connected to the MCU means that they're going to use it. You know, we've seen little glimpses of it in the, you know, um, the next Avengers flick Infinity War. So, yep. Including so, that damn cutscene. Yeah. Let's not even talk about the Bucky cutscene. We're not talking about the cutscene. We did a really special rant on last episode that you can check out. Um, but no, what what I think is you know interesting is as more than any other part of the MCU. I know that it's it's going to feature, but I really just hope that they don't completely try and capitalize on doing everything in some of these team up movies, and they give it a few more chances to be its own thing, um, uh, especially because. I mean, half a billion bucks nearly in a week. Ryan Coogler will be back if he wants to make another one, and mm. so I really want to, you know, I really want to see what what they'll do now that they know what they 
what what it can be, um, yeah. what this universe can be. So, you know, that was a big one for me. Is like, you know, I just don't want them to every every second movie someone's visiting Wakanda just for shits and giggles. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you you kind of saw it with Thor when they actually stepped back from yes. the continuity and yes. just had its own standalone story. And it's like that's what you need. Like, you, you know, you want to have it up your sleeve, but you don't want to yeah, do it all yeah. the time. Like Doctor Strange, I was like. Oh. Oh, this is a bit useless, isn't it? <laughs> like, um, and you find it a lot with the Iron Man and the Captain America movies. That's just become complete Avengers ensemble movies. They're not yeah. even standalone stories anymore. Oh, but that's why Iron Man. That's why the difference is that Iron Man three is amazing, mm. and Iron Man two sucks. <laughs> is because Iron Man two is so forced to just be filler between a couple of films, and Iron Man three is just like a weird Shane Black movie. Um, so yeah, that, that, totally great. Mm. Also, um, this week out on Netflix, uh, or actually the end, it was the end of last week and we didn't really talk about it, but Chris Rock's new comedy special Tambourine is out. It is excellent in case you haven't seen it. And the great reaction that I saw this week, the other, the second reaction that I saw on social media this week is that Chris Rock was out to dinner because in the, uh, in the, in the States there's an NBA all-stars game where they have mm-hmm. all the, like the best players in the league play oh, each other. Oh, the one where Fergie butchered the national anthem. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know the game, you, but you know the Fergie butchered it. You know there was a lot of famous people about. Chance anyway. the rapper had his head, like his face <laughs> in his hands. <laughs> there were players laughing. Um, but you have uh, there was a photo that went on Instagram, on Chris Rock's Instagram. Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, Eddie Murphy, Chris Tucker, Dwayne Wade, and I think Usher. Like so, you've got Dwayne Wade, who's a basketballer, really famous. Um, you've got and in a Kanye song um, <laughs> and Jay Z song. If you want to uh, go and listen, you've got Usher. But you've really got like these amazing comics all together. Yep. And he goes, like, Chris Rock's caption on the f- picture was, out to dinner with these amazing legends. As always, Eddie's the funniest, and we're all talking about how we can get ourselves into Black Panther 2. <laughs> and I just thought, that is just, like, like that. that's exactly what this movie is. Like, it's such a, it's such a cultural phenomenon that you just hope that they just tackle it with, you know, they, they embrace it with everything that they can. So, yeah, amazing, amazing stuff. Well, let's hope they make it. I wouldn't mind seeing them in another Black Panther. I would, just I like would pay like- double if you said to me, Blake, in the next movie, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, and Eddie Murphy, Kevin Hart. I'd be like, what? Yeah. Like, can you imagine them just being like... Broken house husbands of the Dora Milaje. Let's do it. Totally. <laughs> Led by Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> yeah. Now Daniel Kaluuya he- and those other guys all dressed up. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, so, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we're talking, we're talking Black Panther and, you know, Afrofuturism and, you know, massively influences from James Bond. So let's talk James Bond. Let's talk James Bond. James Bond 25 has a release date, so. It does. Even though it doesn't exist yet. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, so, can't believe it's 25 films, though. 25. 25, but it has a release date, November 2019. Put it in your diary, Put kids. Put in your diary, yep. It is, yeah, about a year and nine months away. Yeah, they, they better pull their finger out on production, yep. That's not long. For a, no. for a big action flick like that, that usually requires a lot of post-production. A lot of post-production. Yeah, they're really stretching. Um, but, look, it's it's been weird, right? So, Danny Craig left Spectre, Sam Mendes' second Bond movie on the, uh, on the track, and in the middle of, uh, in the middle of uh, touring the film mm. and the press tour, uh, I think 
he clearly cracked the shits with being asked what when's the next Bond and what's going to happen with Bond next and are you going to be back? So he acted like a bit of a dick in one interview that went completely viral and said, I'd rather kill myself than be this character again. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's definitely his last outing. He's never coming ne- back. Never coming back. But that's like, it was a knee-jerk reaction because he was probably asked the same question maybe 5,000 times. You know, if you've ever been, you know, lucky enough, and Soph and I have occasionally, even on this very podcast, done some interviews, it's, you really are desperately trying to speak to people and have conversations, and if you have to ask questions, try and make them really specific and original and do your very best, and hopefully you're not just asking the generic stuff, but obviously he's going to get asked. So he only recently announced it. It was on Stephen Colbert's show, The Late Show, last Mm. year, that he said, yes, I'm definitely coming back. Sam Mendes was like, no, I'm not coming back. And there was an appetite for them to, like, they're basically going, okay, what are all the Skyfall ingredients we need? We need Adele back. Apparently Adele's coming back for the song. Um, was it Judy? <laughs> Can we bring back Judy? Can't bring back Judy. She's done, right? They can't do Oh, maybe if it's a flashback movie, right? You never know. Um, but so what's happened is there's a guy, a, a British a British filmmaker, um, uh, Jan uh, Demange, or Demange, and he made a film called 71, which is a... Um, uh, an IRA war movie, which is uh, really, really excellent. Um, and basically, he was going to be running... He was like the top choice of director. It was flying under the radar. Craig's on board. We're pretty much a go. Mm. The two writers who... Neil Purvis and Robert Wade... Now, this is get really geeky on you. Neil Purvis and Robert Wade have been writing Bond forever. They've written some of the good ones, or had a hand in, contributed to, Mm. but they've written all the shit, the shit ones, the terrible, die another day, and all that nonsense. Whoa, wait, the invisible car was their work. Oh, yeah. Let's read, let's own, oh, 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 safe. This might be the The Asians becoming white people. Oh, yeah. I had issues with that one. Oh, did you? (laughs) Did you? Neil Purvis. Cool, let's go to Neil Purvis. Because... And these guys, they're basically Barb, uh, like Barbara Broccoli. They're, they're her go-to guys. They write or have had a hand in writing a stack of Bond movies. So they had a hand in writing Skyfall, even though there was another major writer on that as well. Um, Robert Wade had a hand in that uh, as well, and Neil Purvis and Wade and John Logan. And John Logan, um, who did Sky, like who, who wrote Skyfall, also wrote like Gladiator, or The Aviator, etc. But Purvis and Wade, they have written... Okay. They wrote Johnny English and Johnny English Reborn. They wrote Die Another Day <laughs> and The World Is Not Enough. Two of the most terrible Bond movies. So since 1999, they've been writing these Bond movies. Thankfully, mm-hmm. this is the good news. Danny Boyle, who you guys would know as Oscar winner and Oscar winning director of Slumdog Millionaire, did Train Spotting and T2 Train Spotting. You know, a stack of amazing movies that he Sunshine. did alongside. Yeah, I was just about to say, alongside Alex Garland, whose new movie Annihilation is coming to Netflix. Sunshine, Twenty Eight Days Later, a, an amazing director. He actually famously directed the opening intro to the 2012 Olympics, where James Bond escorts the Queen to the opening ceremony. Do you remember? So it's laughing. She does remember. You remember that? I so, was very drunk in a hostel, but yes, <laughs> I remember that moment. So, so basically. The, the big news is, and Deadline broke this story very recently, is that Danny Boyle is basically the number one choice right now. He's all but 
signed on the dotted line. And he actually had an idea that goes all the way back to the, the Olympics about a standalone James Bond film. And finally, Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson, the, the, the producers, the long-running producers um, of the James Bond franchise, went, you know what? I think that's the next movie for us. So Jan Demange, who's the 71 director, is off. There's no one else in talks at the moment. And it looks like John Hodge, yep. who's the writer behind Trainspotting and T2, a frequent Boyle collaborator, did Trance as well, mm. is in the mix. So Danny Boyle, I'm excited. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Christopher Nolan was in the mix for a while as well. And I, now I he's like, look, I love Bond. I would love to do a Bond one day, but not 25. Yeah, <laughs> 25's not, not for me. No one's funny, right? Because he's like, he, he goes, and he even said in the, the most recent interview, which is great, that So's talking about is, mm. he's like, if anyone has seen any of my movies, you would know that I'm a big fan of Bond. Like, AKA, he liberally steals from Bond. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and uh, so, yeah, like he, a lot of people are like, oh, Nolan's got to actually pull the trigger and do one. But, you know, he's like, oh, I think that I think they've got it down. You know, they've got Daniel Craig. He goes, I really like the Mendes films. I don't think they need any help from me. I don't think I can add anything, any value. So go nuts. We will see. We will see. Yeah. We will see. But I want to see Danny Boyle. I want to see Danny Boyle's James Bond. I, I want a train spotting Bond. In Scotland. <laughs> in Scotland. It could be a Scotland. Oh, my God. There are so many ideas. Slumdog Millionaire, train spotting James Bond. Bring it on. Bring it on. I want to see Bond climbing out of a toilet doing heroin. <laughs> oh, what a time. <laughs> no, no turning Asians white. Oh, my gosh. No turning Asians white. That was ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. Who writes these things? Purvis and Wade. Oh, terrible. <laughs> And apparently they wrote, like, Spectre and stuff. So Spectre's good. Yeah. Skyfall's good. Yeah. Skyfall's, Skyfall's great. Skyfall's great. Seriously, they thought of Die Another Day. Die Another Day. They thought that was a good idea. Mm. Yeah, I think what they do is they write the script and then they get another screenwriter in who just butchers, just takes a red pen to it and goes, nah, that's garbage. Fix that. Nah, it's garbage. Some good ideas, I guess. Mm. Some. Some. Key- keywords. Some. Some good ideas. <laughs> but moving on, though. Let's come back home. Come back home? Mystery Road. Mystery Road. So, if you're not aware, and you're not, if you're not a fan of Australian Westerns... You're not a fan of Australian neo-Westerns with awesome Indigenous cops played by the amazing Aaron Pedersen. Mm-mm-mm. And if you're not a fan of Ivan Sen as a filmmaker... Nope. How dare you? What are um, you doing? What are you even doing? Two amazing films, a couple of years apart... Um, Really politically charged, kind of flew under the radar, but such tremendous quality. They performed super well at all the film festivals. All the film festivals, people loved them um, and got lots of rave reviews, actually. Mm. Mystery Road was the first film. Yep. Um, Goldstone is the second. Uh, introduces a character by the name of Jay Swan, who's an indigenous detective who's been working in the city for a chunk of time, and then he moves back to the outback. Um, both films are sort of set, shot. In Queensland, rural Queensland, even mm-hmm. though Goldstone technically doesn't exist, um, <laughs> but they shot it in Queensland, um, at, or the town of Goldstone, but you know it's sort of based on some of those rural Queensland towns that are attached to mining operations. And so the Mystery Road film comes back, he comes back to town, Jay, after being a detective in, in the big city, uh, and to, to discover sort of 
one of his daughter's friends is has been murdered, a young Aboriginal girl. And so what that then triggers is a complete sort of muddy investigation into weird um, racial... Uh, racial motivated, drug motivated, and just, uh, you know, it finds a way to just tell a terrific detective genre story and build this incredible tapestry that's loaded with a lot of current political issues. And then in Goldstone, uh, what's even more tremendous is that the catalyst for the entire movie um, is something that happens in Jay's personal life, but then it's the discovery of a missing Chinese lady uh, who, who's murdered or reported um, uh, as going missing that sort of taps into mining operations and all the nasty and gnarly crap that they do just because they have more money than God, essentially, in the Australian outback and the exploitation therein that happens on in, you know indigenous communities. Yep. Two amazing films. I gush heavily about them and know a lot about them and talk a lot about them because Goldstone's amazing. But what's even more amazing is that it's coming to series on the ABC. Yes, so it is being serialised. Um, it's coming later to the ABC um, this year, so very exciting stuff. Directed by Rachel Perkins, not by Ivan Sen. Yeah, Ivan Sen's out, which sucks, but Rachel Perkins stepping in is the best possible replacement. Mm. Such a great director. Plus Judy freaking Davis. Oh, Judy Davis. Uh, just, I mean, look, Aaron Peterson is a guy who... Like, it's a character he's, like, born to play. And Ivan Sen is a filmmaker who feels like the guy who's, I don't know, born to tell these stories. It's just, like, this amazing collaboration, and it's such a genre pick that can fly under the radar. But I I, I think it's one of the best. I think it's they're some of the best films. And to have it serialized, to have more of it, and then more Australian actors to be involved, I'm freaking excited, Soph. I'm freaking excited. I don't know, because we also, a teaser also came out this week. A little 30-second snippet. Very small. Yeah, look, and... It, it looks gorgeous, like... Because this time it's not filmed in Queensland. It was filmed in Western Australia. Oh, right. Yeah, all the way out in... I'm not going to say it because <laughs> I will butcher it and anyone from WA will be like, the hell is she talking about? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really out like towards Kimberley Way. Oh, nice. So that's why you see when you watch this teaser, that's those sweeping shots of the outback. Simply stunning. Yeah, I think. Like, and one of the cool things about it is just, it's that thing that all the great sort of Australian uh, sci-fi movies have cottoned on to, like in the Mad Maxes and whatnot, is mm. that that desolate when you're away, that isolation, it's so oppressive because the Australian landscape, essentially, we've got about 15% habitability. <laughs> and then, Just like, around the coastline. And like 85% completely inhospitable, or at least inhospitable in the way that we modern, you know, we, we modern living standard. Modern living yeah. standard, right? Um, so it's so cool because it's just these these desolate landscapes and they look so fantastic. And the teaser is... The teaser's just really short, comes in, there's an empty car, and a cop, played by the awesome Judy Davis, calls in a detective, and it's the great Jace Mon, played by Aaron Pedersen. So you, you get this, like, ooh, this tingle, like just this little tantalizing morsel, an empty car, and that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Kick off a whole series. Literally, and it was a 30-second teaser. And oh, I don't want to see... You saw about 10 seconds of the characters. <laughs> all of it. I want to see all of it. But it does, you know, one thing that Perkins did do, so Ivanson, if you, what's so amazing in some of the shots, in particularly Mystery Road, is the camera, like, I don't know whether they did it with drones or a helicopter or whatever the hell they did it with, it was amazing. 
they were shooting like the like topographical landscape of uh you know Jay's car going through um you know sort of missions you know the the missions and and sort of the the suburbs where where a lot of the indigenous characters lived and these sort of downtrodden poor suburbs you know government housing and whatnot and a lot of the time it was like in these beautiful, silent, you know, from the view of God, you're looking down at this car, like, going around and, and in all these little locations. And they carried through that in Goldstone as well. And so it's cool because straight away there's one of those shots and it's like, ah, cool. Ivan sends, you know, the, the touch, they've, they've very much kept up with the aesthetic. So mm. awesome. I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like, literally, there's, like, two or three movies and TV shows that I'm, like, I can't wait for and that's my number one TV show. There's nothing else. It would only be if Deadwood, the Deadwood movie finally started being shot that would ever eclipse Mystery Road. Mystery Road, I'm super excited about. So what are your others that you're excited for? Uh, I'm keen for Westworld 2. Mm-hmm. Even though I think the trailers are garbage. <laughs> um, you mean the ones released on uh, the Super Bowl? Super Bowl? They're just kind of like... You know, I think now if you've watched Westworld, if you haven't, it's an incredibly rewarding series. Um, and please try not to spoil it for yourselves because it's so rewarding if you just get to experience it. And I think if you've missed a lot of stuff about it, it's a great Blu-ray purchase. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think they're so loaded with so many characters that we want to see, but if you've watched the show, you realize that the when of when things are happening on screen is comes into play without spoiling too much. Like, yep. So when you're seeing it, you're like, am I... Am I seeing this now? Is this a flashback? Is this a sign? And I think that you're just being messed with. So yeah. I'm like, I don't like that. That's, yeah. yeah, I don't like that. That's just manipulating me. That's probably nothing. It's probably a stupid flashback or something. It's probably not what I actually want it to be. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking for. I think they're keeping themselves very close to their chest. Westworld season two. So I'm looking forward to that one. That's a big one. Right, me probably New American Gods. American Gods. I'm very keen to see where they go, but I don't think it'll be released this year after all. With all the troubles they've had yeah. late. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who so. knows? And Amazon just throwing money at Lord of the Rings at the moment, just throwing some money at Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, but no, lots of cool stuff. Yeah. Speaking of Amazon, guess what's coming back this week? The dick! The dick! Oh, so good. <laughs> the adorable little dick. I just want to <laughs> give him a little noogie. <laughs> it really does lend itself to just noogieing. Yes, it? it does. The dick is great. Yep. The tick is great. And, um, so it's part two of season one. So we got part one uh, last year. and um, But they released a, little, a trailer a little while ago to, to announce part two was coming. And it is a lot more explosive than the first part. Like, yeah. I was like, this is like a 360 from where we're going with part one of yes. the season. But um, it is out. And if you don't follow one of its stars, Griffin Newman, on Twitter, I highly recommend you do. Oh, my God. So, Soph and I were so lucky not only to chat to the amazing star of the tick, Griffin Newman. Yes, and its creator. And the creator. Ben Edlund. Ben Edlund. Both amazing guys. Yes, super amazing guys. And we're going to pop up that chat that we had with them up as a bonus episode along with this podcast. Now... What Soph and I immediately did when we found out that we were going to get a chance to chat to these guys is to follow, obviously, Ben and Griffin. Mm. Check check out what they've been up to on the Twitters. Griffin Newman, which is at Griff Lightning, has one of the best Twitter feeds and, like, just repeatedly rewarding. I love it. 
Like every I just, day, every day I get a notification. It's like, what's Griffin been up to? <laughs> and every day, every day, once a day once at a least, day, he sends Donald Trump a tweet that simply says, "Fuck, fuck you." you. <laughs> <laughs> and one time, he forgot. So he, the next morning, he wrote, "Sorry, I forgot to post this last night." Fuck you. <laughs> hey Donald. <laughs> fuck you. Every day. Oh, it is. Amazing. It's outstanding. He, he, he's an incredibly entertaining dude. It's a great show. It's just superhero stories. You kind of need shows like The Tick, and you need movies like Deadpool in your superhero sort of uh, buffet that we have on the small on our small screen on the black mirrors or on or on the big screen. Yeah, because they kind of just. They just are so drastically either taking the Mickey out of superhero movies or doing stuff that's so different that you just go, oh, this is what it can be as well. And the funniest thing about things like The Tick was it was one of like, you know, because Ben Edlin created back in what, 60s? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so it would have been like one of the forefronts of like what superheroism was back in the day. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time. It's and like it's kept its like campness, which is... So refreshing. Oh my god, camp it up. Camp it up, like, gentlemen, please. And since, you know, when the Batmans went with two camp with the bat nipples, everyone's just like, step far <laughs> away from the camp. <laughs> like, hell no more. No camp, no camp. Bat nipples, nah, nah. But like, bringing this like campiness and joy to superheroics, it's really refreshing. It is nice. It's really nice. And it's just a, it's like a nice surprise because you don't expect it. And it is on Amazon Prime, so if you haven't got it, you're going to need that um, to get on there, but not not worth your money. Very worth it to, <laughs> for that alone. Um, mm. And, and what so said with American Gods. Absolutely. Now, Blake, one thing we do need to talk about. Oh, do we fucking have to? Yes. You are officially on my shit list! Oh, it's a shit list. It is here. It has happened. We are back on the shit list. <laughs> Not yeah. us, personally. Not us. <laughs> we were not. Hopefully we're not on our own shit list. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> not, no, like, look, we'd probably be on the... There's a, there's probably a fun shit list where we forget one, one another's birthdays or something like that. Um, but no, look, the shit list this week, and, you know, when you have great things like Black Panther that come out, there are differing perspectives about it, and, uh, you know, and so much of it is driven... Why people just fucking pure racial insecurity, um, and it's just so dumb. It's and we talk about these dummies, and we have to have keep having conversations about these dummies out there. And this week, so tell people listening what these fucking dummies are up to now. So they are posting on their social media that these people posting photos of people who've been assaulted, and then saying. Oh, all these people were assaulted at a Black Panther screening. This is racism against white people. And, like, you know, these are people, like, these are photos of people with the big black eyes and blood everywhere. But guess what? They're all fake. So all these fake. dummies are faking that they've been beat up by black people to cause controversy using bots and bullshit and actually taking real photos of, like, domestic, domestic violence victims and posting it and saying, this girl was assaulted at a Black Panther screening by black people. They're all against us. They're going to kill us kind of situation. Now, mm. I'm telling you. Yeah. This is, I don't know if these people are going to listen to our show. 
but might. let's just take let's just take a quick second. If you are one of these fucking dummies who has posted about being beaten up about a Black Panther screening, and you see me in the street, I'll fucking give you a reason to take <laughs> selfies of yourself. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that if you are that kind of person that would be so blatantly stupid, antagonistic, just a completely disingenuous liar, then you deserve, flat out deserve to be beaten up. You deserve it. Like, if you use someone's poor, that some poor bastard or poor lady who's been beaten up or like beaten up with domestic violence and you use their photo to lie to say that you've been beaten up, then... You should you should be made to wear your Twitter feed on a shirt. It's so stupid. Like, but the beauty of it all, like I know you're saying, beat them up, Blake. Calm down. It's okay. The trolls are out to get the trolls in this situation. <laughs> oh, oh, bless you. <laughs> trolls can be used for good and evil. So the social, the ones I always complain about most, the social justice warriors, mm. they've come out and just trolled them back tenfold. Good. And it's been beautiful. <laughs> so. I want to start taking selfies of myself saying, I got pashed by a beautiful ebony woman at a Black Panther <laughs> screening. <laughs> I mean, look, that's a much better thing. That, that's how they, if you want to fight, if you want to fight hateful people, fight it with love. So what I'm asking, beautiful ebony women out there <laughs> and beautiful ebony men, look over to your white patrons that are sitting beside you and give them a big sloppy kiss <laughs> so that we can post selfies when we exit the screening to say, I was kissed by a beautiful ebony man or woman at a Black Panther screening. Oh, dear. But I think one of my favorites that I saw, it was a trolling account, but someone's like, like Black Panther or, you know, black lead and all black cast, like, you know, what happens if it was like, you know, Scandinavian king with an all, like, you know, being all king-like and all white cast, and someone was like, yeah, that's Thor, dude. Yeah. <laughs> They've done it. They've it's done Thor. it. It's called Thor, bro. <laughs> it's over. It's finished. I but mean, it like... was a troll account. Like, they were trolling back. But it was just like, our point precisely. It is Thor. You have that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing that's bad about this. It's a good movie. If it sucked, it it would be even more disappointing. You know what I'm saying? It would be even. It would be more disappointing because... Because these people had hype behind it, and they and they're like, look, there were so many amazing things about it, but also it wasn't great. And I don't think critics look, critics. It was like when um, Wolverine Origins came out, and everyone was so excited because it had the guy who directed Dotsy, and that was an incredible film. Incredible. And then he did Origins, and it's like, what the? Yeah, hell? no one wants no one wants any of these movies to be bad, particularly no. the one that they take the most risk on. And it's like, exactly. it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, let's just take it back. Let's not t- make it a, a conversation about like a, a racial or a diversity conversation mm. or a representation conversation, just as a flat out. Any movie that they're taking a risk on, you want it to be successful. You're like, if they want to do something different and take risks, it's great. Even more so in this current climate, like, you know, I, I think Jordan Peele, the director of Get Out, put it best when he's like, he was talking on a, a writer's roundtable as part of the upcoming Oscar coverage for The Hollywood Reporter. Yep. And he goes, we were sold the lie that America was a post-racial America. It was like once Barack Obama came into the presidency that racism didn't exist anymore because how could we have elected a black president? And clearly, that like he's saying it's a lie. It's it's it, There's still a massive disparity between black and white and you go to any country and you have your own issues in Australia, like, you know, even though... A lot of the time, I think people think we're in America. We're not. We have our own racial issues that are really specific to us. And 
they are really bad and issues, it, and we refuse to acknowledge them. Yeah, a lot of people. And then we, we're like, America, yeah. you're like, no, look in your own damn look, backyard. Look at, it is awful. The shit we do. Look at the look at look at the amazing stories of great people that are trying to work through. Uh, the disparity in um, incarceration rates for Indigenous Australians, suicide rates for Indigenous Australians. Um, uh, um. Like, literally, we drove Yasmin Abdel Megid out of this country. <laughs> yeah. And then George Christensen waves around a gun on his Twitter and no one says a bloody thing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, look, um, there's nothing that is bad about a movie like this existing and people loving it. And also, people are going... You know, you even see some of these troll accounts going, oh, look at all these people, you know, in African garb and stuff like that, you know, blah, blah, blah. and you're like, have you heard of cosplay, bro? Like, let these people, it, like, they're getting, <laughs> they're getting people who've never seen superheroes like this, kids excited. What's bad about a classroom of school kids jumping up on their table and dancing when they get told that they get free tickets to Black Panther? Is it, how could, do we want to see that? Or do you want to see another person get gunned down in American school? Or do you want to hear? Or do you want to hear some real, real awesome stats about all the really effed up stuff that happened to Indigenous Australians in this country? Or do you want to hear that people are actually funding that young Indigenous and young, you know, um, immigrant Australians of people of colour are going to free screenings of Black Panther? What do you want to hear in your life? What's good? What's right? Some people. Some people. That's not even a rant. That's just like straight up. What the fuck is wrong with some people? <laughs> That's just exasperation and disappointment, Blake. It is. It is though. If it's like, it's so good. It's mm. so good. But uh, I, I saw a great question today on mm. Twitter, which was like, when is the last Australian movie that that has like been a part of this conversation? That has like caused an international conversation because overseas, yeah, there is a massive appetite for Australian films. Mm. Massive, they want to see what we're talking about. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. What's the last blockbuster that you can think of? The one that I can think of off the he- off the top of my head. Yeah, that's just barely Australian <laughs> at this point. Because when started- you were like, you know, change the conversation, I was like, rabbit-proof fence. <laughs> no, but you know. It- in my mind, I'm like, what's two great genre movies made by mm. people of color that tell amazing stories? We just talked about them. They're called Mystery Road and Goldstone, <laughs> and and uh, they're criminally underseen by our own population. Yeah. And the last Australian movie that was big, like Australian Australian movie, yeah, Don't say Mad s- Max, Fury Mar- Road. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it ca- originated here. It originated Dr. here. Dr. George. It Miller, is Dr. The- George. True. <laughs> yeah, started out here, but... American we, backers. Yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah, American Filmed backers. in South Africa. Stars of South African... Oh, sorry, filmed in Namibia. Stars of South African Oscar winner <laughs> and a British guy. Yep. <laughs> and Mel's, you know, he's American, but he lived in Australia for a few years. Yeah, we don't claim him no more. No more. No, no more. No, no more. Um, <laughs> n- no one claims but 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 that's like, when's the last thing? And No, it's... If you're talking about genre, n- not 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 much. Well, well clever we- man, clever man again. But it didn't get the numbers. Criminally no one's- unseen. Criminally unseen, and it's like, why aren't people watching these incredible stories? And I don't know if it's just people don't want to see it. Because the thing is, I know like 
ABC were trying to get Clever Man out there. It's like, guys, we're moving to the superhero territory. Like, this is something you've never seen before. Yeah. Like, there were posters everywhere on the street. And great, great. An alumni of this very podcast, <laughs> Maria Lewis was hosting like an awesome uh, yeah, sort of uh, on face- the Talking Dead like equivalent mm-hmm. clever fan, clever fan on, on Facebook Live. Yeah, on Facebook Live on stars- the ABC Indigenous, and still criminally underseen. And it's like it's just- even though it was awarded internationally as one of the best new shows, absolutely. And the thing was, it's really funny because it actually resonated in Black America, <laughs> yeah, really well. <laughs> and yet, no one in Australia has seen it. Why is that? I don't know. It is such a damn shame. Because it had some American backing because Sundance. Yeah. Had, um, backed it. Sundance TV. Yeah. Whatever in the States. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, look, it's strange. It is a very, but in terms of Australians changing the world and that level that Black Panther has, I, oh, it's. No. No. no, we haven't we haven't got we haven't touched that. No, we haven't touched that cultural zeitgeist in a long no. time. There's nothing that's even close. Not that I can think of. Well, the last big movie that was filmed here, starring Thor. an Australian, Thor. That's it. <laughs> More Tiger news that we didn't think we could talk about. Directed by but, a Kiwi, we can claim that. <laughs> <laughs> has names of spaceships after Australian cars. We can name we can that. Claim that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know. I mean, there's not really many movies, but again, Thor is. Thor is pure escapist fun, not like engaged in political issues in a, a superhero movie. Mm. And in a nutshell, that's exactly what Clever Man is. It is. Like Clever Man in a nutshell is that. But no one's watching it. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see great Australian superhero genre, find Clever Man. You're resourceful. You can find it somewhere. Find Clever Man because honestly, it is great Australian television made by a really tight group of people here in Sydney. Ryan Griffin, an amazing creative guy. And the Goalpost guys. Yep. They do an incredible job. And I know they're working on season three, so you better catch up on season one and two. Yeah, Ryan Griffin's great. If you haven't heard, he's a huge Batman fan, and he uh, um, gave a sneak peek away at a uh, a junky junket event last year. Gave a great hint that there may be a Clever Man equivalent of a Batcave in the next season, because he's been dying to have a clever man Batcave um, to emulate uh, Adam West Batcave, because he's such a fan of the Adam West Batman series. But you know, it's a great show, and also, again, we're talking Mystery Road. You are going to get a chance to see it on ABC for free, like Australian, you know, neo noir. If you haven't seen Mystery Road or Goldstone, like sort your life out seriously. Get on that right now. Um, I, uh, you know, is it at all like? Tall poppy syndrome that Australians don't seek out Australian content. I don't know. Like, I, I literally don't have any clue because, you know, if it's TV... I mean, unless it's, it's reality, people aren't seeking it. Like, yeah. quality genre, quality drama, quality comedy. But, like, if you look at, like, Underbelly, mm. massive cut through. Like, you know, th- those kinds of TV shows and stuff like that have always been massive... Um, you know, and, and, and sort of true crime for Aussies, that, that, that's been our big genre. Like people are obsessed with it. They keep making it and throwing millions and millions of bucks at it. That and horror. That and, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Wolf Creeks. The Wolf Creeks were massive. The Wolf Creeks were massive. Saw originated here. Yeah, but that. And then it went very American. (laughs) No, but it was like, like, didn't they film it in Canada or something, those guys? But, you know, know, uh, James Wan and Lee Monell, like those guys. They definitely had that, but yeah, I don't, 
Yeah. I don't know, Soph. I think we're going to, like, honestly, in this podcast, we've kind of gone down a massive tangent, but I think it's great because I think it's a tangent <laughs> we should keep talking about throughout the rest of this stuff is, like, at any possible venture, if there are Aussie comics or there are Aussie uh, Aussie TV content or Aussie films that um, you think when you know w- we need to see or we need to shout out, we're going to take the opportunity on this show to talk about it because if they're great and they're homegrown, we're going to talk about it. Absolutely. I mean... Support local industry. <laughs> like, we always complain about, oh, we don't see anything. It's like, because you're not supporting it. And you're not trying. But it's okay. Like, if uh, if something's garbage, this is the other thing. Mm. If something's garbage, sometimes it's garbage. But, like, the Wolf Creek movies, I especially love Wolf Creek too. I think it's it's an amazing satire. It turned like, turns into a horror comedy more mm. than anything. The TV show is really super high quality. No Activity, which is a great like Aussie show that Stan did, got picked up by the US and now is a US show, which yeah. is huge on Funny or Die. That's on Stan. And their team have, are currently doing Squinters on the ABC, and yeah. that's hilarious, starring Tim Minchin. Yes, yeah, so there's there's a stack of stuff that's out there, and it's just like, I don't know whether it's just not popular, it's not in the conversation. I, I don't know. Because there's like good people that, and funny people and great filmmakers and they all just go bugger it I'm out of here see ya <laughs> they just leave well this is the thing like when I was talking about Saw when you're like oh, they're Australian and you're like yeah you didn't support them when they were here yeah you... they had to go off to the US <laughs> to get to... to make their success yeah and and, and another one Lee Winnell there's a great with Angus Sampson made a terrific and horrific movie called The Mule about a guy who, who's forced into being a drug mule um, and it's absolutely like a, a really black comedy, but it's great. And like, no one saw it. No one saw it. And I, I don't know. It's so weird. I actually don't think, here it is. I don't think that we could ever make a Black Panther in this country. Like, I don't think we could ever make anything like that. And, and it's not from talent, but it's no. like. I feel like we're too conservative as well. We, massively. And it's just like, don't push those buttons yet. No, 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 no. That, you're going too far. Do not push those buttons. Yeah, it's really odd. In five years' time, maybe. <laughs> five years' time, we'll have a conversation. It's not our time yet. No, it might be. It might be soon. Australia, reboot. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> this is the most edited version of our show, guys, because these tangents went really super serious and weird. Yeah. And, we and it about... wasn't even, like, the the good weird. No, not like, good weird. Like, you know, when you went off on a tangent about... Um... <laughs> Imagining uh, Itamama Tambian in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told you that that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, weird <laughs> masturbation thoughts. Yeah, cool. No problem. What was the next weird thing? I think I told you something even weirder. What was the other weird thing I said? I can't remember. I don't no, know. You said so many weird things <laughs> to me over the years, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, so that's just nods. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just Blake Howard. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> but this has gotten, okay, there are so many bits that are on the cutting room floor of, like, us forgetting we've thrown some people under the bus, we've said things that were way too political. Uh, we're just like, it's out. It's yeah. cut. Look, it's your week of Geekly, it's Gaggler Geeks, and we talk about things in pop culture, and sometimes, you know, this is what's awesome about pop culture right now, is that you get great things like a, a Black Panther or something like that, and it actually, it's the nexus. It's the perfect piece of pop culture, because it not only is so widespread, but it is triggering a million amazing conversations, and it's pure conversations about the art, the artistry. How it how it's shot, the aesthetic, the visuals, the 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 decor, the culture, the influences. You're talking about all these incredible characters and figures and how they can permeate pop culture. But what's rad is that it has awesome political stuff and to talk about our culture and it makes you have conversations. And 
even today, like on our mad Australia tangent that sort of wraps up the show, I love that like movie called Black Panther that's set in a fictional African country is making us have conversations like, could Australia ever make a Black Panther? Well, unfortunately, we won't be leading the revolution, <laughs> but we'll be reacting to it. <laughs> yeah. I hope some pieces do come out, like some good, good television, comics even, books, all of that jazz. I'm sure they're already Films. out. Guys, at Blakey's Batman on the Twitter for me and... At Soph underscore L-Y or at 2SER. At 2SER. Hashtag Gaggle of Geeks. If there's great stuff that we haven't talked about and you want us to check it out, we are always happy for recommends, especially if there's some great Aussie stuff that's out there. That's the shit that we want to see and, and, and hear and shout about on Gaggle of Geeks. Absolutely. If you like the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, and uh, definitely share it with you and your 1,200 best friends. Um, we'd really enjoy that if you could do that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, we've been to SCR's Gaggle of Geeks. You can find us on iTunes. That's the main spot that we're on. And uh, you yep. can subscribe and rate on your Apple uh, Apple Podcast app. Um, but you can also catch us at around, it's like 11.15-ish usually. Yeah, on So Hot Right Now on 2SCR every Saturday morning um, where we do bit more of a cut down version of this where... if you like the 10 minute version that's when it is if you like the hour version this is when it is yeah because that one we don't tan i'm gonna say tangentify yeah it's tangentify <laughs> but this one i'm pretty sure we've recorded for about three hours and so i was gonna cut this down to about 15 minutes oh my gosh it just never ends <laughs> i'm sophie i'm blake see you guys bye bye